Story number one. No justification needed. Written by Deomek. Humanity was too new to the galactic scene for Captain Gomez to get a proper drink. She simply sipped her water and watched her new unit. The various members, like her, were the rising stars of their own species, sent to the Galactic Federation to represent their people's best. Lucky that the raid was another false alarm, said Lekath, the pseudo-reptilian Ike. Despite scales, the Ike were warm-blooded and the closest to humans physiologically. He flicked his tail in amusement. Owen dropped his gun during dismount. If there were actually pirates, we'd be goners. Not my fault. I am not used to the new armor. Owen bristled, their spines undulating. It was pretty effective at making them look more threatening, but their color remained a playful blue. Excuses, excuses. I hope the Dolgars best don't actually fight like Owen. Captain Gomez smiled at the teasing continued. No matter the species, it seemed like opposed mission rituals were similar. What did the rookie think of her new mission? Leketh looked at her and flicked his tail again. Enjoy the action? She snorted. You do know that I'm not really a rookie. Owen jumped up at a chance to divert the team's attention. You're still a rookie to us. All right then, Leketh tapped a claw. Does that not a rookie have any war stories to share? Gomez kept a smile as she sipped her water, but it was far less genuine than before. The Federation was more like Earth's old United Nations, less of a galactic government and more of a platform for nations to posture, which meant Nelikath and all the other squad members represented their own governments first. And they were all eager to pry information about the galaxy's newest spacefaring species. Which was where, because she planned on doing the same to them. I'll share if you share, but who had been quiet up until now spoke up. Sounds fair, I'll go first. He inflated his vocal sax. It happened during our war against the tree. During the ground landings, my power armor was overclocked, and when I tried to kick a civilian child aside to get to the soldier, I accidentally popped it like a balloon. The other two members of the team roared with laughter, and after a second, Pup-Pup joined them. Captain Gomez kept smiling, uncertain if she had heard that right. You tell that same story every time. Owen accused, still laughing. It's worth it, said the pup inflating his sacks again. Owen flattened their spines. It definitely is, but it's my turn, and I have something better. He turned an excited green. We invaded a Nikolai homeworld and found the jackpot of all jackpots. They leaned in forward, quivering. An egg cache. Everyone gasped, or did the species equivalent. Gomez included. She got the sinking feeling that her reason was different from the rest. Eggs covered every wall and ceiling of the tunnels, Alan continued. We were having trouble smashing them all. Guns weren't enough. So we started playing town ball and hopping from egg to egg, squashing them as fast as we could. They stood and pointed at themselves at this one right there. One of the unofficial ward for the most eggs smashed. Everyone cheered, clapping Owen on the back or tapping the table. Gomez was finding it difficult to swallow. The stories continued. Favorite torture method, asked Owen. It's fire for me. Knives, said Pippet. Gomez did her best to follow who said what. This was all valuable information. They were giving her a first-hand look at how the species conducted war, assuming that that wasn't some sort of hazing ritual. 
Unfortunately, the more they talked, the more horrified she became, and the more true their stories seemed. The cat scraped his nails together and everyone turned towards him. I prefer not hurting them at all. Why resort to physical pain of the victim when you could just chop the fingers off of their partners or children? It's far more effective. Cutting limbs works better, Alan disagreed. Lecath flicked his eyes in dismissal. Limbs eventually, but it's sloppy if you need to get so far. It's not about sloppiness, it's about fun. It's fun sometimes, argued Lecath, but I find it more tedious. It's just a necessity, not something I take too much joy in. We've gotten too far from the point, Peppa deflated the sacks. We were supposed to ask Gomez, remember? They all turned to her, and under their attention, she was able to bring her expression into something disinterested. Her words, though, came out emotionless and stiff. It was far better than angry or horrified, but the tone wasn't quite what she was going for. Um, we don't do that. Why not, Owen said. Torture doesn't work, she replied on reflex, repeating the phrase that had been drilled into her with every training. Everyone did their equivalent of laughing again, save Raketh. He was the only one who looked at her carefully, the first to realize from the beginning that she was serious. Just like Gomez found his body language the easiest to read, the reverse was also true. You don't mean that, do you? Pepeth squinted his four eyes at her. Oh, you do. Alan bristled, this shade of violet dangerously close to disdain. If it doesn't work, it just means that you haven't tortured hard enough. Gomez said nothing, simply smiling and sipping her water again. You've done it, Luketh said finally. We've read the histories of your people. The violence that humans have done to your own people is just as brutal. What do you mean that you don't do that? She was too stiff, but Gomez was a soldier first and a diplomat second. Still, she continued smiling. We don't do that anymore. She set her glass down. Not anymore, she repeated. Never. Alan's purple was now outwardly dismissive. Gomez hesitated for just a moment. There are rules against it. If someone does do it, they're punished. Pepep was a whistling laugh. Sure. Though Alan and Pepper were clearly amused and mocking, Leketh seemed almost uh, sympathetic. Or maybe she was just putting too much of the human body language on him. It was easy to do with the fellow bipedal. We'll see if that holds after your first war, he said, leaning back. It's uh, cute that you humans have held on to these city trappings. All it'll take is for one act of violence, one act of your people called cruelty, and your little dirt house will come crumbling down. You're no different from any other predator species, as much as you pretend to be herbivores, you'll show your teeth. We'll see, she repeated, but she didn't sound sure. Gomez paced in her room. She'd known about their cruelty, about how Raketh had learned her species' history. So had she for theirs. It was one thing to read about it, and another thing to sit across the people who talked about killing children in one breath and teased her in the next. Her steady head was a reason that she'd been chosen as a representative. She didn't feel very steady right now. Gomez flexed her hands, resorting to a technique that her mother had taught her decades ago. A technique that she hadn't used in nearly as long. Gomez counted every finger, every segment, every nail, every knuckle. 
When she ran out of things to count to the back, she flipped it over onto her palms and started again. Gomez ran through the exercise twice, and then she tapped the console. Her commanding officer appeared in a hologram. Report, said General Ahadja. Normally, Gomez wouldn't be skipping the chain of command, but the general had requested it personally. It's what we feared, Gomez began unprofessionally, and then took comfort in the formality. Back straight, arms behind her back, she described the entire conversation in clinical terms as she could manage. The general's expression revealed nothing. I see. She swallowed. We will likely see live combat in the next couple weeks. Lahuja was silent. I may witness... Uh, I may witness their behavior firsthand, ma'am. You will witness it, she said sharply, and nothing else. You will not start a war, Captain Gomez. I understand, ma'am, said Gomez, her heart pounding, but she stayed stiff, chin up. The general softened marginally. This is a difficult assignment, but you were chosen for a reason. I know that you will accomplish your task and represent humanity well. Pause, and for a moment it seemed like she had something to say. The moment passed. You are dismissed. Even after the hologram flickered off, Gomez stared at the wall for long enough that the cracks were imprinted in her memory when she closed her eyes to sleep. Gomez was right in her predictions. They were deployed as a peacekeeping force to a planet that bigger civilizations used to stage for proxy wars. Everyone but the native inhabitants found this to be acceptable, and it was to pacify those very native inhabitants that the crack team was sent in. Her power armor hummed around her, familiar in its embrace. The model that she had wasn't advanced enough to be impressive, but old enough that there was no worth on the other species trying to glean its secrets. That is, old enough in all the aspects except one. Captain Gomez, all systems go, murmured the AI. Archie was called, and for some reason that no one remembered anymore. This Archie was the newest one capable of defending itself from all threats, both physical and cyber. She sent a mental affirmative, her heart pounding like it was a first life mission. Archie displayed the statistic in the corner of her HUD and sent a gentle query. Gomez ignored it. We're about to hit the ground, team, Lukath said through the channels. His own power armor was made of interlocking plates and painted in red. Get ready. The landing was flawless. The pacification of the armed rebels was just as easy. The natives had nothing more than kinetic guns five generations old. The Federation had sent four of them because they only needed four for such a backwater. Gomez could not stomach this. She pitied the poor bastards, but they were shooting at her, even if the guns had no chance of damaging her. Archie confirmed it with a pop-up of armor integrity of 99.98%. The rebels are done, cheered Pepep. Time for the civilians. Yes, Lekath gestured with an armored tail. Make an example. With pleasure. Holmes' armor displayed the colors they felt, an intense, overjoyed magenta. Gomez's pulse rifle shut up. Her breath came in short spurts. Adrenaline coursed through her, a flood that actual battle hadn't brought out. The natives, the Kiri, were pseudo-mammalian and tripedal. Their eyes were large and doe-like, and the fur is soft, in pastel colors. The tallest members of their species barely reached her shoulder. Their children didn't even reach a knee. 
if they had an entirely unrecognizable body plan, if they'd been insectoid or amphibian or simply ugly. It was possible that Gomez would have remembered General Ahuja's words and listened. Gomez would have liked to think otherwise, but she couldn't discount it. It was possible that she could have seen Pippa shoot a child and not have acted. She moved before the body hit the ground, before the conscious thought. She moved and then she froze. The exoskeleton kept her in rictus, gun half down, held in a position that wasn't quite the threat. Section 23.D prevents violence against allied troops, Archie said to her without sympathy. Crimes against sentience overrides all sections, she snarled back. High commands disabled the override CAS. No, she said, no. Archie didn't respond. Gomez, are you going to participate? Leketh asked over the main channel. She was given the ability to move again, though her gun remained disabled. The corner of her screen flashed with a warning, and Gomez knew that if she tried again, she would get the same result. No, she said, this time to everyone. He shrugged a gesture with the same meaning and turned back to the city. Gomez watched. They camped around a glowing orange cube, the technological solution for a campfire. Gomez couldn't stare into the ever-changing flames. Instead, she looked at her hands. She timed the dull throb of the artificial heat on the orange flash to her fingers. Gomez hadn't spoken to her team, even as they laughed and joked about the events. Yet, of all the atrocities she'd seen, it was only the first one that replayed in her memory. The gun, the child, the fall. Leketh broke away from the other two and took his seat next to her. She glanced at him and considered. She could probably do it. Step on the tail, full weight jab against the fragile throat bones, and when he fell back, a kick to the head. Pick up his gun, shoot the other two. Simple. Simple. If the power armor didn't stop her, Gomez couldn't take it off. She tried. It wouldn't help them, said Leketh finally. What you wanted to do, it wouldn't help them. What? Did I want to do? She impressed herself. There wasn't a hint of menace in a question. You thought to spare the civilians from war. You would only prolong this suffering. It's bad form to leave an enemy bitter and with a small injury. With a quick destruction, we prevent future conflicts. You must understand, Gomez. I don't enjoy it. None of my people do. But it is better this way. The gun, the child of all. He continued. Your feelings are admirable, even if Pepper and Owen don't understand. Their people never tried for passive, artificial peace. His second eyelids blinked. Minded, when we reached the stars, we were peaceful, more or less. We tried to have rules of war. His tail snapped against the ground. Yes, I know the sentiment is moronic now, but we did try. Her hands armored, clean, orange with light. Loch attacked our home star. You never heard of the Loch because we killed them all, but that came later. Leketh waited for her to comment. She said nothing. They attacked the outer moon. We retaliated proportionally. A moon for a moon. We offered them terms we asked to negotiate, and the Loch pretended to listen. Then they glassed our cradle, and then they all died for it. She could pretend otherwise, but she was complicit in these crimes. He waited again. She did not move, and she did not speak. You're a coward, said Leketh, and you're a fool. Gomez looked up. What do you mean? She felt like she was speaking from a great distance, like there was a voice, wasn't her own, but that of an AI who mimicked her. 
You didn't raise a finger to stop us, despite what you have so clearly feel. I hope your people have never had someone so unambitious and weak-willed as a leader, he told his head, especially someone whose ideals would get them all killed. Gomez did not respond. Lucas scraped his claws together, a cracking noise and caused Pip-Up and Owen to stop their conversation. Even now you don't react, he said with wonder. It is an impeccable self-control. Or is it equally impeccable cowardice? She smiled. Commander Lekath, it is unprofessional to commit violent acts against fellow soldiers, especially a superior officer during a deployment. His eyes flickered with amusement. This is true. As humans are new to the Federation, said Gomez, we came here to learn. Thank you for sharing the story about your people. Perhaps you're right about war. Pup-Pup and Owen pulled them back into their own conversation, and Gomez kept that smile throughout the night. I want to quit, she said. The general didn't blink. No. Gomez spent three years with the Federation. She spent three years bearing witness to thousands of crimes committed by dozens of species, powerful enough to gain a seat. The best she could hope for was the others like Leketh people, who found it distasteful but necessary. But the sentiment didn't make the crimes less real. She mastered the art of declining mass murder with the same rueful ease of a teetotaler at a bar. Gomez knew the words to say to each species who found her refusal baffling. The phrases to convince them that it wasn't a weakness but a caution that motivated her. She made friends, connections, and sent intelligence dutifully and on schedule. When Gomez rejoined the proper military of humanity, one of her tasks was to keep in touch with the sapients that she'd served with. They, like her, were rising stars, and it would be valuable to have personal contacts and individuals who so clearly climbed the ranks. Sometimes Gomez was so full of loathing that she couldn't write a word. The memories of their actions playing on loop in her mind. But those days were rare. She hated herself because there were conversations she looked forward to. She hated herself because it was easy to forget the atrocities that they had committed when she was so far from the battlefield. She hated herself because even then, when she trudged over the bodies by their side, it had been easy to forget. She hated herself because she feared, most of all, that they were right. The day humanity glassed a world was the day that the Leketh sent her a message unprompted. Your people have learned, like I said. And then a second one. It is way better this way. Gomez glanced at her hands and then she picked up the screen reader and crushed it under her feet. No, she thought and smiled. She wouldn't watch any more. Realistically, Gomez was a perfect candidate for the mid-level leadership. She followed orders, did her job well, commanded respect from the troops under her, and had no sense of arrogance or creativity. Gomez was good enough, not noticeable in any extreme. So it was with everyone's surprise but hers when she began climbing past the ranks suited for her. If anyone dared broach the subject with her, Gomez would give a modest smile and mention hard work and perseverance. She had spent three years in the Federation, the workplace politics and the human military were almost laughable in comparison. It took decades, but in the end she was given her admiralty, and Gomez accepted it with the same modest smile. Now her work could actually begin. The Cassis Belai didn't actually matter. Someone attacked, someone died, and they were at war. The Ike were ready, but so were they. As Gomez addressed the troops, her mind was clear. 
save for one miscellaneous bit of irony. In another fleet, above another planet, Leketh was doing the same with his own soldiers. What will they do if they win, she said softly. They will kill our children, torture our families, tear us from limb to limb, and with a smile. They will use chemical weapons, antimatter bombs, and cruelty that we can't even imagine. She could see their discontent, their anger, and their fear. This wasn't humanity's first war in the stars, and it wouldn't be their last. It wasn't even her first war as an admiral, and despite three decades that she'd served at the top, Gomez likely had another decade left commanding the sum of humanity's forces. These facts weren't new, and it had been confirmed over and over again, by her and by millions of others. Admiral Gomez continued, But what will we give them when we win? Justice, roared the troops as one. Will we kill their children? No, he shouted with them. Will we poison their water, radiate their lands? No. No, we won't. We will destroy their industry, decimate their army, but we won't touch a hair on their civilians. Why? Gomez smiled. Because we're humans, and we're freaking better than that. The war was short, for all of Leketh had said and done, he had spoken one truth. Protracted conflict benefited no one. Gomez would give his people that. Humanity invaded the Ike's homeworld, long recovered since the glassing at the hands of the dead species, a world still full of life despite the war. Eventually, Admiral Gomez landed on the same planet, and General Leader Leketh was brought before her in the white handcuffs. Even then, with the restraints were only because she tried to kill the guards after being captured. They were both old now, Gomez realized. It was one thing to know, and it was another thing to understand. Keth's scales were dull, and his tail aged spirals creeping up from the edge. She knew the differences that he would see. Her hair was all grey, and the crow lines crowded her eyes. The hands that she had so often stared at were covered in a map of wrinkles. So, she said. So, his eyes flickered, I am brought before the esteemed admiral. What a pleasure this is. Gomez watched him, and she wondered if he still considered her a fool. There was a tinge of vindictive pleasure with him standing before her in defeat, but it died milliseconds after its birth. Do you remember what you told me? He smacked his tail against the floor, and the guards flinched. Prove me right. No, she said. Leketh had, without knowing it, shaped her life more than almost any other sapient. Through spite, mostly, but the honor was still his. Do you know what mercy is? Leketh tilted his head. His posture was all contempt, and he didn't dignify her with a response. It's a word for compassion, she explained. Stay your hand instead of giving the final blow, showing a kindness to someone suffering, or to an enemy. Nah, he rubbed his claws, an echo of a gesture he made all those decades ago in the front of the artificial campfire. We too have a word for that. Cowardice. Mercy, Gomez continued, cannot be given from a position of weakness, only from strength. Mercy comes from knowing that we could destroy you and choosing not to. Look at stop. No, he said. That's foolishness. You should kill every child, cripple every warrior, and gas our planet. Anything less is counting disaster. He said this straight to a face of a soldier who just held his planet hostage, even while knowing that he might do me species. Gomez couldn't help but feel a strange sort of respect in him, 
even while knowing that he'd kill her and her children without a second thought if the positions were returned. You weren't exactly wrong, you know, the Admiral spoke softer, meeting the eyes of someone who had never quite been her friend. He committed atrocity after the atrocity, and she'd served beside him in dozens of those battlefields. Humanity isn't better than that. Every single day is a struggle against our nature. Sometimes we lose. My people lost, he snarled, end this mockery. I thought about the words constantly, said Gomez conversationally. I lived in fear that we go past the point of no return, and maybe that made me a coward. But I wanted to give mercy. But for that, we needed strength. That's what I built. That's what we built. Humanity crushed your fleet in less than a month, all without killing a civilian. And we're going to leave your planet untouched. Hell, we'll even send you some aid if you need it. The Geth didn't speak. He was still, uh, with anger, with fear, or perhaps with some other emotion. She didn't know. Humanity is so freaking strong that you wouldn't be able to hurt us even if you tried. And you tried. Gomez flexed her hand. I can't forgive you. She couldn't forgive herself. Not yet. But perhaps others will. My children or grandchildren will welcome you, and our peoples will be at peace. Why? He said finally. She smiled. Because we can, because we should. Mercy needs no justification. End of story.